Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Hold. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Today on the show, I welcome my friend, Heather Brown of My Life Well Loved. Heather is a lifestyle blogger, mama of two, and recently a podcast host. Be sure to check out her podcast, Healthy with Heather Brown, wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the show, we talk all about healthy living as a busy mom. Additionally, we chat through her feeding struggles with Layton, her son, and how to feed picky kiddos. She has some really great tips. I can't wait for you to hear this episode. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Heather. We are so excited to chat with you today. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Caroline. Yes. So for those of my listeners who don't already know you, which I'm sure it's not many, could you tell us a little bit about you and about my life well loved? For sure. So I am a healthy lifestyle blogger at my life well loved on Instagram and you can find me on mylifewellloved.com. Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, you name it, you can find me there. And I'm a boy mama of two. And I just most recently launched my own podcast, which Caroline, you're a great inspiration for. It is called Healthy with Heather Brown. So I'm sure Caroline can link it in the show notes or you can search it on Apple, Spotify, all the places. And I'm just really thrilled to be talking about healthy living choice by choice every day in a way that's achievable for young mamas. And I've just been passionate about this for so long. So I'm excited to expand it into a new platform. Yeah, it's so fun to have these conversations. Like exactly what you talked about is what we're going to talk about today. And it's so fun to talk about it in a longer format rather than just like 15 second stories. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. Really dive into it. Yes, it's insane. And I feel like I have wanted to do a podcast now for probably about four years. It's been a dream that I feel like the Lord planted in my heart and mind. And so it felt like as Instagram was starting to really favor the short seven seconds or less, if possible, right. reels or have you, I was like, you know, I think that this is the time to hopefully be able to have those more meaningful connections. And unfortunately, Instagram just isn't the same community space that it used to be. Right. No, I absolutely feel you there. So you have two small-ish kiddos. Like you mentioned, you run your own business. You've got a lot going on. So when it comes to your health, what for you personally is absolutely non-negotiable? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like for me, it truly is getting active at least five to six days a week. And that does not mean that I'm doing a hard workout. It might mean some days on my rest day, I'm just trying to get in my eight to 10,000 steps on a rest day. So that might just be a leisurely walk, or I might do some stretching or yoga. But I really find that when I get those endorphins, that's when I feel my best. Mm-hmm. And I would also say, I really feel like if I don't get in the word, taking care of my spiritual health, I find that I just am not 
the mom I want to be. I'm not the wife I want to be. And this is a great takeaway that I just learned about this year. It's a podcast called the Bible recap. And for any of your listeners that are interested, they basically go through about two to three chapters, of the Bible each day. And it's almost like a mini devotional in the podcast. I can listen after school drop off to the I'll put the ESV Bible on audio, listen to the chapters, then listen to the talking through of it. And it really has helped me just be that much more accountable to being in the word, getting in some kind of movement every day. And then I would say water. I'm a really big water advocate. (laughs) Yeah, I love that so much. And in fact, Caroline, I'll shoot you the link if you want to link it up, but I have a water tracker that I do. And so that way people can print it out and use it just to kind of start getting in the habit. Cause you know, once you start, then it's pretty easy to keep up with once your brain and your body get used to craving that water. Yeah. I drink so much water. So the last functional nutritionist that I worked with had me putting minerals in my water and electrolytes. Like, do you put anything in your water or are you pretty much like straight H2O? Girl, that's a great question. I'm like, all the things that I put in my water, I'm like, get out your pen and paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I go to Archetype Health, who is here in Birmingham. He's a chiropractor and natural um, health advocate, I guess I would call him. And he has got me into adding minerals as well. My favorite one that I use right now is called Revitalize. um, And I can also link that in the show notes. It's made by Modare, which is like a healthy, clean living company. And they have like immune boosting properties in them. And it also helps your body, like you were kind of alluding to, retain the water that you're absorbing versus you just peeing most of it out. Yeah, that, that, and I'm so big. We just dropped a water filtration episode and I'm so big about filtering your water, but sometimes it over filters. So it strips the minerals from the water. So I'm like, uh, then we got to put them back in. Yeah. Yes. Catch one too. (laughs) So I feel the same way. So you were just talking about movement and you're always showing your movement. You're moving all the time, which I love so much. And I feel like once you're in the habit of moving your body, you're addicted is not the right word, but like, you're just so used to how it makes you feel. And so you want to exercise more. But I do think it's really hard, especially as moms of young kiddos to take that first step to start moving. So what does it take for you to prioritize movement? Yeah, that's a great question. So I started out at Pure Bar, which is a ballet bar based workout. I taught there for a decade and I obviously am kind of obsessed with it. I love it. It's a mixture of ballet, yoga, and Pilates with like really high face, high pace, fast music. But I think that what made me love it is that it was a workout that I could fall in love with. I don't think that everybody else that listens to this podcast and fall in love with pure bar, but I would highly encourage you to try to find something that you do love. So for you, you might say, well, I really love to get out and talk with friends. So maybe you could even just walk with your neighbors. Mm. And I actually had a transition because of having kids to where I probably only take pure bar now once a week, sometimes once or twice every other week. Mm-hmm. But I've started burn boot camp, which do you have those near you, Caroline? I'm sure we probably do. But tell me more. (laughs) So I fell in love with it because they opened in Birmingham and they offered free childcare, which like what? I mean, genius. (laughs) More people need to do this. Exactly. So once I found out that they offered free childcare and it was a boot camp style workout. So typically you go in, you get to do core one day. Another day you might be doing cardio. Another day you're doing legs and booty and then arms. So I really like the variety that it gives. It gives a lot of 
fast paced changes, but the childcare for me was a way that I could make sure that I was taking care of my mind as well. And just getting that 45 minute break where I am away from my children each day, because it truly is the best for both of us for mommy to get those endorphins and move my body. So yeah, I would just highly encourage women to find something that you love and try different things out. You don't have Mm -hmm. to commit to something forever. Yeah, no, that's so good. I've done so many things over the years. And it also kind of depends on like where I am in life. Like sometimes I'm riding the Peloton every single day for 45 minutes. And then just like you're saying, like I just, I just tried F45 for 10 days and it sounds really similar. Uh, I feel like for someone whose brains all over the place all the time, like mine is, it's so nice to just do like one thing for 30 seconds, rest for 15 seconds, do another thing. And also the workouts switching all the time. And I think one thing that people get really stuck on is like, people think like, I need to go to the gym, right? Like, and and then it's like, you walk in and you don't know what any of the machines are, what to do. And so that feels really overwhelming. So I love all of these different ways of moving your body that people just tell you what to do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't want to plan it myself. I'm not about to make like a 10 step CrossFit workout in my gym. Like that's just not what I'm going to do. So I do think you're right that going somewhere is really helpful. Another thing that you touched on was community. I do think that like seeing the same people, whether it's like, I just went on a walk this morning with my friend Alyssa and we like dropped off the kids at school and walked around a couple blocks. And so whether it's like that or you're going to a class, I think the community piece is really helpful. It really well, is. And I was going to ask you though, Caroline, cause I'm like, I'm sure other people want to know too. What do you like to put in your water? I'm like, I'm backtracking to some, but I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So yes, I have talked about this before, but I love adding it's, I think it's literally called trace minerals. It's, I get it on Amazon, but it's so crazy. So like, I feel like the reason that we don't have minerals is one, we overfilter our water, which is a great thing, but you got to add it back. But the other thing is our soil is depleted. So we used to get minerals from our food that our soil is so depleted and over farmed that now we don't get it. So anyway, I feel really passionate about minerals and this company literally gets minerals from from the sea, like it was an ancient seafloor in Utah. Oh, wow. Okay. Dang. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so they're just like, all these minerals are just like naturally in this seafloor. And so they just like mine them, I guess. And it's just like a liquid that I put in my water. And then I use this salt called Crucial 4. And it is just like really high in four different minerals naturally. It's like from Iceland or something. I don't okay. know. So I put that salt in my water too. But I know people like Element a lot. There's so many different things now. But I do yeah. feel like it's... I do feel like sometimes we overhydrate, and so we think that the goal is like clear pee this is like so tmi but really it should be like hay like the color of hay and and you can over flush your body of electrolytes and minerals and things and so water's great but when you add in these like minerals and electrolytes you actually end up drinking just what you need instead of over drinking because you feel thirsty but what you really need it's minerals. <laughs> okay. Well, you're definitely going to have to send me the links after the, after yeah, we're recording here. <laughs> totally. Yeah, for sure. So let's chat food. Cause I know food is another passion that we both share. So I feel like you're a pro at planning. So try to how- be, <laughs> <laughs> we try, I know. So how do you go about meal planning for your family and what does your process look like? Yeah, sure. So for those of you that don't know, one of the things that I do is I am a meal plan 
ebook writer. So I have, I used to work for the number one meal planning company in the U S I did that for five years before I had my first son. And I am very passionate about meal planning because it literally just saves my butt. Like yes. week it saves my booty. Yes. So I used to write the public's meal plan for two. And I would base my meal plan off of what was on sale at Publix, obviously, which is a grocery yeah. store itself. And so I learned what it looked like back then to eat on a budget, which was very important to us early on in our marriage. Right. We tried to eat for $40 a week, buying what was on sale for groceries. And granted, this was back in 2008. So okay, I was like, <laughs> it's not that crazy. I mean, yeah, it would probably be more like, what, 60, 65 now, I guess. Still. But it was cheap. And then as I got more into health and healthy lifestyle and figured out what I wanted my lifestyle to look like, and that it was different than just eating whatever was BOGO in the fr frozen section of Publix, right. then I started to think about, well, how can I marry what I know about eating on a budget and mm -hmm. what I know about healthy food? So I have really been tailoring in and honing in on that skill set. I actually have a free meal plan that I'm happy to share with your listeners. Yes. Caroline, I can give you the link and we can put it in the show notes, yeah. but it's a free six week healthy lunch meal plan. And I also just, I really pride myself on putting meal plans out there that are doable for families, help you choose what you want to do and put you in control because of the meal plan. I always joke that you cannot set your power bill. You can't set your, how much your Hulu costs or whatever, but what right. you have flexibility with is with your food budget. You can control that a little bit more. So most people, unfortunately meal plan backwards. They go to Pinterest. They type in like, I want to have ravioli this week. And I think maybe I want to have a taco night and they go to Pinterest and they find these like really extravagant long lists of 10 to 15 ingredients. And right. before you know it, you're like, if I have all this stuff, it's going to be $400 to feed my family right. this week. So I always encourage people to start out by shopping your pantry or your freezer first. Yeah. So once I see that I've either got pasta or frozen spinach or whatever the case may be in my freezer and pantry, then I start to think about, okay, well, what meals could I build from that? Mm -hmm. And if I'm having a brain fade moment or whatever the case may be, yeah. then I even will search on Pinterest, like frozen spinach, pasta, and one other ingredient and see what comes up. And my rule of thumb is I like for meals to be seven ingredients or less, Ooh. mainly because number one, that's going to make it typically be more whole foods. Number two, it's going to keep my budget down. And number three, it cuts out on time. And to me, time yeah. is like, I mean, as moms, that's like our most yes. precious resource, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, so in general on Sundays, which I would just say, whatever day works the best for your mm -hmm. family, like you got to choose your day on Sunday, Eric and I will sit down and I typically come up with what the meal plan is for the week. But first I'm going to ask him, what do you have going on this week? I see in the calendar that we've got small group on Tuesday. We've got soccer practice on Thursday. So in my brain, I'm already kind of like computing. So Tuesday night's probably gonna be a Chick-fil-A night. And yeah. Girl, give yourself some grace. Like you can meal plan and still write in Chick-fil-A. That's planning your meals. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, totally. And that also helps if you have health goals in mind, if I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A on Tuesday, I'm going to go ahead and start thinking now about what I'm going to order from Chick-fil-A so that it's not like I'm exhausted. It's 8 PM. Everybody's screaming. Just give me all the fries, you know, yeah, like, give me large nuggets, large fries. Yeah, totally. Yes. Throw in that chocolate chip cookie because it's so dang good. <laughs> yeah. And it's free in the drive-thru. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I would just say, go ahead and plan it out. And then if I know I'm going to Chick-fil-A on whatever day I said, Tuesday, then I'm like, okay, I know I want a small fry. 
So I'm going to go ahead and make my lunch, maybe be like this really big, beautiful salad with soup to account mm -hmm. for the fat or whatever calories I'm tracking for that afternoon to let me have those yes. fries. Yeah. So I think that I would just say communication is huge for us. We sit down on Sundays and I figure out what's on sale, what we have on hand. And then that helps me fill out my meal plan the rest of the way. That's so good. Okay. I admittedly am not great about planning based on sales. I do like everything else that you just mentioned. We have a weekly meeting as well. How do you do that? Do you use an app for your grocery stores? Yeah. I feel like that's question. a really dumb question, but I just don't, I'm just making what I'm making, but that yeah. feels like a great <laughs> little, <tip>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So I really like the website. I heart Publix. If you go to her website, mm -hmm. she tells you what all is on sale at Publix that week, or obviously you could go online to whatever your grocery store is, walmart.com, Costco, see yeah. what sales they're running. And then I really feel like for me, I now I'm like a huge Aldi fan. Uh, we don't have it, Heather. What? I know, but Stop. listen, I lived by an Aldi in Atlanta and it was like four minutes from my home. I could literally go to Aldi, shop and be home in like 20, 25 minutes. And it was just like, I mean, it was heaven. Oh my gosh. I feel so bad for you because now know. you know what you're missing. I know what I know. I know <laughs> what I'm missing. And they were really upping their like organic produce game like five, six years ago. Okay. So Aldi, tell me about Aldi. <laughs> yes, for sure. So Aldi is a discount grocery store for those of you that don't know. If you've never been before, I'm going to tell you right now, you got to bring your quarter because you got to put your quarter in to get your cart. Mm -hmm. I promise you though, it's helping you out because you're essentially promising Aldi, you will be the bag boy and the cart returner. So then you bring your cart back at the end, put it back in and it gives you your quarterback. So actually right. the boys even know, like we keep a quarter in the car and nobody takes that quarter out because yes. the Aldi quarter. <laughs> the Aldi quarter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Aldi does typically have prices that are like anywhere. I would say what Caroline, like 20 to 40% cheaper than regular. If stores. not more. I mean, yeah, it's cheap. So if I don't have time to scout sales, then I know that week I'm probably going to Aldi to fill in yeah. the rest of my meal plan from what I don't have in my pantry and freezer already. Yeah, no, that is such a good tip. I, I'm so sad that we don't have an Aldi. I'm like, please come to the West. Seriously. Oh, so are your kids picky eaters? Because I know that you also, you always are so good about like bringing in some tips for picky eaters. So are your kids picky eaters? And also how do you help your kids eat healthy foods, especially for these moms who have picky eaters. Yeah. First of all, I'm so sorry if you have a picky eater because I had an extreme picky eater to the point where he actually was not staying on the growth chart the way that he was supposed to be. Oh, so wow. that, that was a whole emotional and mental battle for me as a mom as well. Just hearing that from the doctor, which feels like in that moment, like, you're not capable of feeding your child enough food, which is just like, oh my gosh, you're like, that's such a basic need. Like, mm -hmm. how can we be falling off the growth chart? And I put the food in front of him and he doesn't eat it. And there's just so many emotional things there for oh, women. Yeah. And I'm trying so hard. What else am I supposed to do? Yeah, right. Exactly. So we actually got referred to a, a dietitian, And so we started what is called feeding therapy. And so I actually have a lot of passion, obviously, about the subject now, yes. because we were forced to learn all these tips and tricks and hacks so much so that I wrote the first meal planning ebook. But then a lot of the mamas that were in my life well of community online were like, how can we get our kids to eat? Like we know you've been working on this with Layton for years. So that's when I wrote the picky eaters meal planning ebook that 
really centers more around back to school and lunch and how to diversify what your kids will eat. So I'll have, and Caroline, I will create a discount code podcast to give you guys 15% off all my products. Awesome. So yeah. I'll shoot that over to you too. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to have you guys get that ebook and check it out. But the biggest thing that I took away from that was number one, you always want to expose them to different things. And I know we hear that all the time, but even now to this day, I know that my kids don't love broccoli, but I used to put the broccoli on the plate and we would talk about like, look at the little trees. We'd call it something fun or cutesy that made them be more interested in it. And then we would say, and this was a big takeaway for me too. Your kids don't have to eat the food, but they do have to allow it to be on their plate. Number one. And then number two, if my kids choose not to eat something, like they just cannot bring themselves to do it. They have to kiss it goodbye, which... (laughs) I'm like, I know it sounds so silly, but it's no, actually, but that's adorable. Like, it's ingenious. I'm like, I can't take credit for it. The dietitian told me that. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. But what, what is the thought process behind this? Kiss it goodbye. Yeah. So the child has to pick it up and kiss it goodbye, which literally you make them put it up their lips, purse them and make that chef's kiss yeah. noise, kiss it goodbye. And you're essentially training the child that they can pick it up. They can hold it and it can hurt, touch their lips and it does not hurt them they are capable of touching different textures because yes. for latent textures were a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So once they get comfortable where they've, you know, maybe five or 10 times they've kissed it goodbye. Your next thing is, okay, now we've kissed it goodbye. Now we're going to make that broccoli tap our teeth. We're going to do a tap dance with our little trees. So then yeah. they have to take the broccoli and tap it on their teeth. And again, the dietitian was like, you are just continuing to introduce that one more little baby step that makes them a little bit more comfortable with that vegetable or whatever it is that they don't want to eat. Can you believe that? So I'm like, that's so interesting. And then obviously the third step would be they then start tapping it to their tongue. And then we say, okay, can we try just the tiniest little bite of that? And hopefully you can eventually work them up to that. And so I would say, just have a lot of variety, make them kiss it goodbye, then work up to tap their teeth then they can tap their tongue and then the tiniest bite. And even still to this day, if they the kids have, let's say, chicken nuggets and French fries for dinner and a fruit, right. if Eric and I are eating grilled chicken and fruit and maybe, let's say, some Brussels sprouts, I'm still going to put a tiny bite of everything on our plate on their plate so they're still getting exposed to it. Yeah, no, that's such a good, yeah, man, that's such a good tip. And did Layton eventually really expand his palate with all of these therapies and different things? Yes, he really has. I'm so proud of him. I'm like, we're on the growth chart now. Thank you, Jesus. Yay, (laughs) Um, I know. Yeah, so he is on the growth chart. He's doing great. In fact, now I would say that he is pretty much willing to try anything there. I mean, I don't remember the last time that he had to kiss it goodbye. I do not remember the last time we had to just tap it on his tongue. He will take a bite. Now he might gag, (laughs) but he's going to take a bite. (laughs) That's huge though, Heather. That is such progress. And that's so hard. And yeah, my little kiddos are so tiny. I mean, I'm five foot two, but they are both like, I feel you. Ella was premature. She's still like at her last pediatrician appointment, she went from third percentile on the growth chart, which she's always been to sixth. And you're like, go I know exactly. So I'm like, you're going to now be five feet. Yay. That's doable. Four, eight is like, that's really short, but five feet, we can deal with that. That's so funny. That's awesome. I want to ask you too, you're a person like you, you are probably at your goal weight. You're very healthy. So with that in mind, how do you decide what you're going to eat during the week from not like from a meal planning perspective necessarily, but just like 
Are you still tracking macros? What do you keep in mind for yourself? Like those kinds of things when it comes to continually eating healthy for yourself. Yeah, for sure. I'm first of all going to say I am actually, I have had to come to realize that there is no goal weight for me anymore, which right. is kind of weird. like I say that and people are like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but I am the heaviest I have ever been right now. When you look at the scale, like I mm. weigh more than I did, except for when I was pregnant. However, my body fat percentage is probably at the lowest that it has ever right. been, which is amazing because that means that I'm building more muscle and mm -hmm. therefore like the majority of my weight is coming from muscles, which for those that don't know, a pound of fat is much larger than a pound of muscle, but the, the, the pound of muscle weighs more. Right. So I'm like, I need to Google that and make sure heavier. that I said the right thing. No, no, no. You're right. So a pound okay. of muscle. Okay. okay. No, it's not a pound, obviously, because it's like right. that joke, which one's heavier, a pound of stones or a pound of feather? So I think we are right. saying wrong. That, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Muscle weighs seven times more than fat. So thank you. Thank yeah, you. I think that's where we're going with this. Yes. Yes. Bless my poor mom brain, but <laughs> that's where we're going with this. And I would say that I have had to learn, I've become really aware. So I don't know if you know this or not, Caroline, but after I had Leighton, I really struggled with postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I have had to learn a whole lot about how I unfortunately, a lot of times end up putting my identity in my workouts or mm. how I look or feel or all these things, like how, how fit I am or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the Lord really taught me through that season of postpartum depression. And after having Leighton that I do struggle with my identity, a lot of times being in being outgoing and loud and I'm Heather from my life. I love from pure bar and I can do all the things, but like at the end of the day, what I really find my value and in my identity in, and I'm continually working on this is that I am a, a child of God. Mm -hmm. I am Eric's wife. I get to be Leighton and Finn's mommy and I want to love God and I want to love people. And if I'm doing those things well, then everything else will hopefully fall into place. And so because of that postpartum depression, I have learned that sometimes I just have to take my foot off the gas on the healthy living thing. Yes. So while I might aim to get my water in, or I know I want to move my body, I have to be self-aware enough to say like, I don't need to track right now because yes. I just need that mental freedom. You know, oh, man, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So it, I think my friend, Nikki Entenman, who's a fast way to fat loss coach, she calls mm -hmm. it food freedom. And yeah. so I will Typically I do fast weight and fat loss in general. Yeah. And I did follow that really, really strictly. I would say for like the first year and a half. Now, once you have those tools in your tool belt of knowing yes. what makes you feel good, how are your clothes fitting? How do you feel after you eat those things? I feel confident now where I can track like a day or two a week and be like, am I still getting about the calories and the protein I need? Okay. The rest of the week, I'm going to know that I'm somewhat on track and then yeah. figure it out later. Um, yes. I think that's so helpful. I haven't had to track a ton in my life, but when I did, it's so overwhelming. It can be. It definitely can be. I think that, and I will say, if your followers are working on tracking right now, if you don't yeah. use the MyFitnessPal oh. app, like just do, stop everything you're doing and go yeah. download it right now because it yes. does simplify it so much. Yeah. Is there any, um, do people just manually look it up? 
what's the other option? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I do have friends that literally have the food scale and they will get it out and they measure every meal. And I just don't have the patience for that. And I just can't. So I'm like, it's about the size of my fist. It's four ounces. Yep. Great. Yeah. That's what I'm logging it as. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's like confused. It's like confusing enough without that for sure. But even just being able, I think there's something to be said about like having a plan, knowing generally I want to get a hundred grams of protein. And, and when you have it calculated as like, that's three ounces here, here, and here, that's a snack of jerky and this, then it ends up being like, you kind of end up making these meals without thinking about it. Really. It just becomes kind of ingrained. And I think it that's is. when it's a lot easier to live your life. <laughs> yes. I am really excited because for the first time ever, I'm offering coaching online which will be yeah. on September 12th. That's a Monday. And it's essentially two weeks where I just want to talk with women, hold your hand. If you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what it looks like. You talk about tracking macros. You talk about sometimes eating low carb. You talk right. about moving your body, but I don't know how to move my body. Like you said, without going to the gym and getting on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Like right. it's, it's just overwhelming. You know what I mean? So I really want mamas that are just overwhelmed by what it looks like to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle and not right. just a crash diet. I'm inviting them in with me every day for two weeks. We're going to check in. We're going to talk. I'm going to teach one like microbite that you can build upon yes. because I think that that is what was such a game changer for me after I had been was I did this program and the program taught me things that I am now using three and a half years later. But if I didn't have that accountability of that group of women in a Facebook group to check in and to say, Hey, I ate this yesterday. I felt like it was healthy. Why do I have no energy? Like, right. What, what has anybody else experienced this? Is there anything else that I'm looking or missing? And so yeah. I'm excited to get to talk each day about how women are yes. feeling and what they need. And so if your listeners are interested, I'll give you that to put in the show notes, yeah. but you can also just DM me on Instagram. It's at my life. I loved, and I can add you to the group. And I just am, I'm ecstatic that I get to do this for the first time ever after so many women yeah. have asked for it. So yay, that's so fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for that for you and for everyone to experience that. Okay. So we'll link that in the show notes, two weeks of coaching with Heather. Okay. So I want to ask you some of our final questions. Um, yeah. so what is something in your life you feel like you've been specifically intentional about recently? Yeah. I loved that question. When I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is phenomenal. Recently I have been working on just being intentional with my friendships. I am a three on the Enneagram. I'm very driven. Yes. Caroline, do you know your number? Oh yeah. I'm a seven all the way. Seven. Okay. Love Ready it, love to it. party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear that about you. Yes, um, nor am I surprised to hear you're a three. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I definitely have seven tendencies. Like I didn't right. know if I was a three or seven in the beginning yes. until I read the weaknesses of the three. And then I was like, oh shoot, that's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's how the Enneagram goes, I guess. But yeah, so I really like to have a lot of friends like you. I like to talk. I love just surrounding myself with amazing people. I get FOMO easily. And I think that Eric, number one, on is my husband, has been so helpful for me in this. And then also 2020 and just like how we all had to like figure out what does it look like to stay in contact? You can't stay in contact with everybody, obviously. And so just navigating those boundaries and what all changed, I... I really have been working on having intentional friendships that are few versus a ton of friends that like, while yes, that's fun. I want to know that I can pick up with these friends and they would have my back at the drop mm -hmm. of a hat and vice versa. And so I think that it's been really, really cool 
to watch that transformation within myself. And then also for Eric to be able to, <laughs> Eric's probably like, I told you so like 10 years ago. Glad you're I know <laughs> my husband's the same way. Like he's like, Carolyn, you can't have 4 million friends. I'm like, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there's well, a time, time and place. I love it when we have our kids birthday parties or neighborhood yes. get togethers and I can be around a million people. I still thrive in that, like love it. But I am really wanting to, as I get older, be more intentional about having deep accountability for my spiritual health, my emotional health, my mental health. And unfortunately, just with especially the jobs that you and I do, there's Mm -hmm. only so many people that you can really let in the inner inner just to protect yourself and to be smart from a business perspective, but also from just an emotional perspective. Yeah, no, I love it so much. Well, thank you so much for sharing. You, You have told people in this podcast, but where can people connect with you online? Yeah, for sure. You can find me at My Life Well Loved on all the places. And then I also just launched the Healthy with Heather Brown podcast. So you can find that on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple and all the places. And I would love, and I'm hoping to have Caroline on soon. So you guys can pop over there and listen to her. And then I also have the Instagram account at Healthy with Heather Brown. Yay. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Caroline. I loved it. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Heather. It is always such a delight to chat with you. Listeners, I know we threw a lot at you today. If you are looking for a link, be sure to check out the show notes. Also, be sure to check out Heather Brown's new podcast called Healthy with Heather Brown, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll chat with you next week. Next week.